uh, a time when I was a kid and some of my closest friends, uh, Chandler and Joe, when I was probably, oh, eight to 12-ish, yeah. we used to go to his grandmother's house. And I, I have a very vivid memory about those nights over there. Um, we would always either watch a silly movie, like I remember for some reason watching Godzilla, the original Godzilla, and I remember that, and I remember, this is the funniest part, we used to eat four bags of pizza rolls, and she'd put them in these big bowls, and we would, we, we were sick as dogs afterwards, obviously, but man, those are the best times, but you were, we were definitely, definitely sleep deprived the days after, <laughs> and can you imagine going to church on Sunday the next day? Oh, you're half asleep. Yeah, I was, I was in and out. But anyway, and, and you're expected to do stuff in Sunday school. I remember it growing was, up and you always sitting in the front pew, just falling asleep in the evening. Mm-hmm. And your pastor's watching you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man, what's one of your worst sleep-deprived stories? Like, what's like almost crashing? Really? <laughs> yeah. You haven't had any like embarrassing moments. I mean, obviously that's uh, scary, but like embarrassing. I don't think I've had embarrassing moments for being sleep-deprived. Really? People thought I was. I know I was. Stood up, stayed up too late in high school and like always be uh half like really tired and people thought i was stoned because my eyes would be red well <laughs> like, i mean it's one way to one way to put it i guess i've never been that sleep deprived i guess where my eyes will be red yeah but i i mean what are some of the effects that you've you noticed though from the lack of sleep which is the overall like worse <laughs> men, mental cognitive our cognitive abilities. No, yeah, that's the first thing. Talking, mm -hmm. like focusing, mm -hmm. and then just like missing things right in front of you. Fifty percent on everything, basically. Yeah, gets worse as you get older. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. How? What are some of the ways to counter that, though? I mean, sometimes lack of sleep is not necessarily. Um, how would you say this? Purposeful. Like sometimes you just can't sleep. One, two. You sleep eight hours, but you're not getting a full cycle yeah. of sleep. So you could have a, a as the quality versus quantity. On yeah, sleep. exactly. People think that you can have ten hours of sleep, and it's I get quality sleep. But it's the quantity is right now is the problem. And then I always wake up when the sun comes up. You getting old? You, you <laughs> no, no, just <laughs> like I, the sun's always woke me up. Do you always have pee breaks in the middle of the night too? Pee breaks? <laughs> <laughs> no, not usually. Well, oh, if you're Poop breaks. Yeah, well. Eat Taco Bell all night, wake up in the middle at like 4 a.m. There's your problem, Taco Bell. No, no. <laughs> Just an example. Uh, well, what do you think is some of the ways to counter that? I know that you've struggled with that more than I do now as an adult, uh, and I don't mean that in a harsh sense or anything. So Exercise and being clean mm -hmm. with what you put in your body. Mm -hmm. So you would say that you're not because you, you, you have a pretty good healthy lifestyle. In terms of eating, I hadn't seen you eat a lot of garbage. Um, Except for beans and rice for a whole <laughs> week straight. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what is... It's. I don't think it's eating as much as just like, like caffeine and different... If it's a stimulant, mm -hmm. uh, those can mess with you. Although I don't try not to do them too often. So mm -hmm. We talked about it very little bit on the last Could Be Anything episode. Um how we were talking about caffeine and well people are 
strung out on things that they they're not that are not considered like hardcore drugs like nicotine and stuff like that but it has an effect on everything about your life and i'm talking about caffeine and caffeine in general right now right you just said caffeine is a big hiccup like i love coffee but i think small doses are fine it's just like i think there's probably a a, once you start exceeding a, a certain amount like if you drink one cup of coffee every morning Probably fine, but if you're drinking caffeine and like eight hours before bed or less, and then just uh, drinking too much, like bang energy drinks, where it's like got- energy drinks, yeah. The downside, I think, is that it, it does like your body adjusts very quickly. Mm-hmm. So there's no point in drinking two to three hundred milligrams of caffeine every day, and plus whatever else is in it. Do you feel that there is a an addiction to caffeine? Because let me explain. Obviously, there is, but do you feel like it's a it's a worrisome or should we worry about that type of addiction? Well, I think too much caffeine too often definitely gives gives you more anxiety. Because mm-hmm. I think that's probably because of the sleep. Because you're probably not getting as quality sleep, so that starts to drive the anxiety slowly up. Mm-hmm. I've noticed that there is a there's certain foods, there's certain things that I have and do partake in that affect my mental health, i.e., anxiety, or just that random jitter where you're like, I feel like I need to jump off the walls. Right. It makes me wonder, like, this is kind of segueing into the topic that we were discussing before we started. How much of those, the little things like, like, uh, I think I could jump to the, what you're saying. Um, how much, how much does the physiological side of things affect your mental health or psychological side of things? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's Uh, perfect. Because I think it, like if, I think there's legitimately people with chemical imbalances and like if you're ready to go jump off a roof because your brain's like all jacked up, it's like, yeah, go get help, get medicine. But like for most people, I think even me included, because you forget to do it just because of life and stress, you get you, uh, you know, either escaping things or just comfort things mm-hmm. to try to de-stress, but they end up being substances or other things that aren't healthy long-term. Uh, they build up and then they wear wear you down physically and that's where it starts to hit your head. Sure. I don't know. Uh, but like anybody that's like in a mental distress and not in a healthy state mentally, I would say before you go to therapist, I was like, maybe at least try. I'm not a, I'm not professional of anything, but I just, for me personally, I, I would say that too. It's like, check out everything you're doing physically. Start with sleep. I think sleep's the most important in my opinion. Uh, and then diet and exercise, right? Yes. No, I agree. But I also want to add another segment in there. Brain stimulants. For instance, most of the people that I know, and this is only from my personal experience, that have any tor- type of clinical depression, depression, anxiety, they don't fill their lives with things that is challenging their brain. Does, does that make sense? They fill it with caffeine and different, they're strung out on different types of stimulants for their brain. But in terms of like learning something, right? Uh, most of those people have never picked up an instrument. Now, I'm not saying you have to play an instrument, but I'm saying they've never done anything that is like, I guess maybe a, a positive distraction to, that also is developing your brain. Yeah. Right. I think that can also affect the outcome. I may be wrong, but I feel like if like, say for instance, I was clinically depressed. And all I did was play video games. And then there's nothing wrong with video games because I play them myself. But all I did was play video games, caffeine, 
worked my job that really didn't use my brain at all. I just washed, rinse, repeat, went home, did the same thing every day. There's obviously something your brain's not getting, so therefore I feel like that's where that chemical imbalance is. Yeah. And there's something you're or there's something you're giving it that is not helping with the chemical imbalance. Does that make sense? It's a give and take. Your body is not to be abused and you're not to abuse your body. So it's kinda like it where and again, I'd love to I'd I, man, that'd be really cool to get like really proficient with this type of stuff because it's important that people get a grip of this because it's it's a it's a common issue now, is it not? I mean, mental health is one oh, of the yeah. leading well, it's it is the leading cause of some would call it a mass psychosis. I'm being serious. Yeah, I yeah. know. I, I want to laugh at that, but that's actually pretty good. Um, so that's that's a good. There's one. a it's Academy of Ideas on YouTube. Mm -hmm. They have a lot of stuff that uh, goes over that. One of their videos was talking about the mass psychosis in Western society, and like it probably has to do with some of this stuff because our ancestors are even like probably 200 years ago. Like how much stuff was naturally uh, we had a when electricity wasn't as prevalent when modern medicine and foods and goods and everything was, wasn't as like, I guess manufactured is a tame word to say or basic word to say, but when everything was more natural and, and you woke up with the sunrise, went to bed around the evening, um, with your family, you had the social aspect of a small town or whatever. This is not everywhere, but just the lifestyle change from 200 years ago to now and beyond 200 years ago. Um, I'm not saying it's perfect. Like they had sickness and disease and stuff, but like we have so much added in our plate now. It's like we're overloaded, and it's so yeah. easy to just just uh, trip and get out of your rhythm. That's an upward client uh, incline. Sure. You know, while you were talking, I was thinking about something: food, entertainment, consumption. Well, anything that we consume is actually part of the problem. Yeah. Right, we consume crazy amounts of it, entertainment, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and we're all trying to keep up with the Joneses in the back of our head. We see somebody else doing something, so we want to obtain it. Yeah. So we, so we busy our lives to get to that point or to distract ourselves. So we escapism, escapism. Yeah. Whereas, you know, my great grandparents are a good example. They didn't have a lot, but they were they were honestly happy. But they didn't have. Makes me wonder if they were to be the same people they were if they had the same technology we have now. Would they be in the level of anxiety and depression and the state of unhealthiness as our generation is now, or would they be better? Does that make sense? Because a little bit, yeah. Well, what what I'm saying is like they didn't have the technology that we have now. It would make it makes me wonder if those same people, because they were raised different as well. If they were raised the same way they were raised, were given the same technology we were given, would they act the same way we act, or would they actually make something good of it? Does that make sense? Like with like internet and stuff like that. I mean, you can make the internet a good place, but it's really kind of hard to. In well, in the that's current a, state of the a, world, big, but that's another yeah, that's topic. a big topic. Anyway. Um, but anyway, back to what the main topic was: in the mental health. I think media we consume, foods we eat, the lack of activity we do in terms of health, healthy activities, not work. You can busy your life with work and it would be a total... You're constructive? Yeah. 
constructive labor, if you will, like, you know, running, jogging, going and playing uh, sports with friends. And that's another thing, too. Not trying to get on a tangent, but do you know anybody? There's not very many people out there that actually get out together as a group and go play volleyball, go play basketball, go to each other's houses and play cards. It's like maybe once, twice, maybe three times a year total. There's not that connection anymore, and that's, I think, another cause for it. There's no community. There is, in a sense, but it's like you have to be in the in crowd, especially here, like like in Lufkin's a good example. Like They have all these different events coming up, but if you don't do, if you don't drink wine, well, sorry, or if you don't do this, oh, sorry, or if you're not part of this, sorry. It's not like, hey, Everybody, let's meet up. Or you know, it's not like you're sitting on your front porch See, having a conversation. Most of Lufkin's events seem more geared towards the older people. Exactly. I mean, that is the demographic. But well, that's fine. It's but look at how many young people there are here. Still, yeah. believe it or not. And uh, I ran into somebody at uh, Lowe's today, and he's like, he's an old mentor, and he said, uh, like a lot of people from all over are moving in California, different places. He brought up the political part too, but I don't want to work into that. Everybody's heard that a million times about California and Texas. Anyways, uh, but like, it is crazy how many out-of-state plates, like even, he said like, the people want to move to East Texas, and it's East Texas, and I was like, it's weird. It's like, even in Lufkin, like, I've met people that are from like, different parts of the world, and they have the flags and everything, and it's like, why are you here? Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, I guess they like it, for some reason. Well, I will say, but we grew up with it, so we're used to it. So I don't, yeah. I don't know what the pill is. But there is a, there is a, I, I did have a stay in a time, and you did as well, where you were out. You didn't stay in Lufkin your entire no. life. You grew up with it. But there is an appeal to coming back. Let's be real here. When you're when you're out and about, like I lived in College Station for seven years. I got used to it. I love, I, I love College Station. But moving back to Lufkin was honestly kind of a breath of fresh air because it's a lot slower. It's That's what I was literally going to say. Yeah. It's the... Hustle and bustle. The city is nice. And I guess there's some cities that are probably more adjusted population wise and it's not as crazy, but like even Austin, Dallas, and Houston is like, there's a nice place with the internet. You like, even with the internet now, like we were talking about, it's like so many people find about it online about a really good place that pops up and it's crowded. It's like, uh, almost def- like lessens the enjoyment a little bit. Yeah. Because you can't even enjoy it. Unless you have a more obscure like interest or stuff that maybe is not ex- typically exciting, like when sure. we went to Dallas, uh, I went to Dallas with some of my friends and went to the the big modern modern art museum, and it was really nice. I mean, it was still kind of busy, but it wasn't so crowded where you couldn't like look at any art you wanted to. Mm-hmm. But it still takes away. I don't. I don't know. The Internet of Things. <laughs> I do like the city for like rich cultural things. Yeah, like theater, um, anything art, museums. Uh, it sounds big to be like pu- public places, big infrastructure is really cool. Like I wish Lufkin had a, a nice big town square that was yeah. developed or like something. What do you think of? What is your opinion? Like a big architecture in the cities are like big feats of engineering that you usually see in cities. It's like it's kind of inspiring, and like the sheer magnitude of a project like that is like a testament to like. So you're talking about like skyscraper style buildings, or no, are you talking no, about no. like skyscrapers? Uh, you talking uh, about like the street, like bridges, big nice bridges, or like huge parks, or like 
just developed areas that were thought out and a good job of city engineering that is, that is free for the public to enjoy. Like that museum was free. Yeah. It was huge. Um, I think it's important. I don't think every city can afford that. Just it is um, what it is. Yeah. Now I will say something that I do not appreciate about appreciate about Lufkin is that they've changed a lot of what downtown used to look like. Because if you look at pictures, it's actually a really nice looking downtown. It's got all these nice like like behind your house, that little road that you park on. Yeah. That used there's storefronts back there. That well, they used to be storefronts. You know that, right? Yeah. Right, but there now, was a downtown Lufkin at some point, and it died, and now it's kind of coming back. It's coming back, but it's all boutiques. But anyway, yeah, um, we need some more. I want like the little, the little mom and pop shops that wrapped around the whole building blocks, you know, and stuff like that. And then they were all these nice, beautiful brick buildings. Like your building's beautiful. I would have never painted it gray. I would have kept it that natural red brick, or I think it was actually a darker brown brick. Or anyway, the I don't brown know brick's nice. Yeah, but like they're going in and they're they're painting it and. Uh, Sometimes that's appealing, but like they're trying to modernize the downtown to the point where it kind of loses its luster. That's really why I like uh, downtown Nacogdoches because even the new buildings they put in downtown look look like they've been there for years. Not like crum- crummy. So I don't like the. I don't care for the brick streets that much. Drive. You don't like the brick streets. See, I, I love brick on streets. Nice, but uh, driving streets. But I say <laughs> stits. I said stits. <laughs> brick streets uh that is something that i really like i wish they did that in all downtowns i wish like downtown when you went to downtown you knew it was downtown because it was started out in a brick street and it anyway uh but yes in terms of architecture in terms of massive feats of like great architecture that's not necessarily like skyscrapers but just good classy architecture i think it's needed yes you look up in your northern states there's those beautiful like wooden bridges and there's a few down here in Texas, but a lot of that you see like in Wyoming, Colorado, places that are kind of more sp- spread out. I mean, Texas is big and we are spread out, but let's be real here. Every 15, 20 miles you have a, like, you have another city. Yeah, I think with Texas, you can think of it, in the, in the, at least in the major cities, it's like um, Austin has a nice river riverfront. It's, it's pretty spacious. So mm-hmm. like even there's a lot of people you can walk up and down all day. Yeah. Go to, and the downtown's right there. There's a huge library on the right on the river, which is mm-hmm. pretty neat. I've been to that library. It's, it's really pretty. It's very, very pretty. They have nice parks, mm-hmm. but like there's too many people now, but it's still pretty cool. Um, and then they have at what is Houston? <laughs> Houston has uh, skyscrapers. Skyscrapers. <laughs> skyscrapers. I don't not like Houston. It's ugly. It's uh, it's something. I prefer Dallas though. I like downtown Fort Worth. That's really downtown cool. Dallas is actually really cool. I want to explore more. Like just. I really want to take a, a day or two with a few people and just walk around this, the city. Mm-hmm. Dallas would probably be it. But see, their architecture is more modern. See, I guess I guess when I what I thought you were talking also about the richest. Yeah. See, I thought when you were talking about architecture, I thought you were talking about like bridges, like cathedral style I, I buildings. I guess I mean more like, like that. big places where many people can greet, come together, and socialize if they want to, or oh, just okay. enjoy the the free aspect, like parks, town okay. town squares. Okay. Meeting places. Oh, my bad. Yeah. No, like, that's definitely needed. We don't have any of that. If it's all roads and shops and stores and parking lots, it's like, where, where are we going to hang out? So you're talking about like, well, we have parks, but yeah. you're talking about like libraries. You're here. talking about like like beautiful libraries. Yeah, nice, and, nice grand libraries is like, 
you've seen everybody's seen the movies of those libraries that are multiple stories and oh where they all wooden bookcases and huge glass windows it's like you talking about indiana beautiful. jones no it's a tv shows and movies everywhere yeah no uh <laughs> uh not trying to veer off subject, but do you, have you seen the pictures for the new Indiana Jones yet? Another Indiana Jones? Yeah, it's the last uh, one. But I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll wait for the reviews. I don't. Uh uh-uh. uh. I read uh-uh. another reboot. It's not a reboot. What is it? It's the. It, the it's going to finish the series. It's Harrison I, Ford I think it's and it's Steven Spielberg. Is it Harrison Ford in it? Yes. He's so awful. It's his last one. <laughs> is he going to be on like, Kane? <laughs> it's like he's going to Junior. Oh wait, that's me. <laughs> Just uh. What is that one movie with? Uh, it's kind of going off subject. Oh, it's okay. I can't remember. Anyways, move move on. Oh, I know it. Dune. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no. Um. Anyway. Anyway, we went way off topic because we were talking about architecture, but we need Sleeping. to be talking about mental. I think psychology. I can tie that in. Um. I think one thing bad about America too is opposed to like it. I mean, some people might like it, but like. We're not dense. We're very spread out. America's big, yeah, land wise. But you have to have a car to go out, or somebody has to have a car, and you have to spend money basically to do a lot of things. Yeah, even to go out to eat or anything. Mm-hmm. And especially like you said earlier, like mom and pop stores in the, in the downtown. It's like you'd love to support local business, but and then sometimes when the economy's like this, back and forth, it's like. You go for what's cheapest, and that's still usually big, big business. Unfortunately, I dis- I don't do that. I think that that's kind of selfish and rude. Because now, teach their own. If you want to shop at Walmart, go for it. But you know, I like to I like to shop at. I know Brooks Brothers is still a big chain, but it's still in Texas. It's family owned, yeah, and family owned and operated. And it's you know, I will support them before I support Walmart. I don't think I've. Actually, seen a mom and pop grocery store? Not, they're all pretty much gone. The yeah. only last ones that I've known about were the David stores, and they were still they still had like, well, you've done all the David AP projects. I read so. like just a, a store that's only it's not a chain, it's just the one store in a town. Oh no, one day maybe that'll have to start happening again. You never know. But then again, if you get to that point where you're, you have a mom and pop grocery store and you're getting distributors to send you stuff, you're going to grow into another store because you're like, well, I can make more money. We've, we've traded in that original U.S. Revolution, uh, revolution time self-sufficiency of America. We traded that in for global trade and networks. And convenience. Convenience, and, but I think it's overall lower quality. Or like... I don't believe in Marxism or communism as a, it's a good, I think there's some good critiques. Like you, I think you should do that with any political ideology or any ideas. It's like, there's some merit to what they're saying or what they're bringing to attention. One of those things, I remember it's just basic uh, political science class or government. I can't remember. Uh, But one was uh, the separation, was it from uh, labor and the, the person buying it? Or what's it called? I can't think right now. Uh, anyway, somebody will know when whoever's listening. But we don't make like it's like it's not it's like the whole small town aspect. Uh, is you make something, 
and I make something, we sell it to each other. Like I know you made that. You're right there. Uh, but beyond that, now it's factories and everything. So industrialized is like you just go to the store and buy whatever. There's no like appreciation of it, and there's no hard. There is hard work behind it, but it's so separated between distance and technology and everything. I, I, it's just a less of appreciation. Mass manufacturing. So you wish everything, which I'm not necessarily disagreeing with you, but so you wish everything, or you wish it came to a time where we depended on community for survival? Yeah, I think I think humans do better in tight-knit communities. I think we've definitely had harm. Like, um, with the internet has obviously a double-edged sword, and I don't want to get into it, but like, the internet and other things, obviously, we're spread out, and no one's connecting anymore as much as they should, like could, or they, they were. Yeah. And that definitely it's does. Like, this happened in a span of a hundred years or less. Yeah, yeah. So we've gone from a type of society, normal human society, that's more connected and comp- uh, not maybe not compact, but closer together. I think uh, over the span of uh, two thousand years or whatever, however long, thousands of years, and then in less than a hundred years, we've that's all disappeared almost, at least in the Western world. Yeah, or at least in America, Europe has, is these. I think probably better. No, that's not a good example. They have dead I've cities. Had, I've had, but but I've also had numerous people come. I talked to a, a lady about Switzerland. They don't want to talk to you. Like they they may be closer together, but if you if you ain't got nothing to talk about, that's fulfilling. They don't want to talk to you. It's not like small talk East Texas. No small talk. So that's something I will say that has that still thrives in texas that i don't know if it thrives everywhere else because i haven't been everywhere else it actually thrives in missouri and that i actually fun fact i think missourians if that's the right word are actually a lot nicer typically than east texas people because we were up in branson missouri yeah and what we were in that area and everybody was so polite and so kind and i'm not just talking about workers i'm talking about like other people we met and they're from there and uh you know, Texas is nice, but there's some places like Houston and Dallas. Mm. But to be fair, that's to be a, fair, that's any city though. That to be fair, and that's probably in Missouri as well. I'm pretty sure if you went to some of the bigger cities that weren't like Branson, yeah. it probably would be the same way. Not a tourist city. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, I think that has a a effect on our overall mental psyche. You know, the lack of closeness with your community the closed off mentality. I mean, the closeness still exists in some areas, right? Like people have church or they have school or different things. Like they still exist, but I said the accessibility for that. Yeah. Uh, like ties in. I, that's why I, I kind of like in Europe, at least like you said, you did say like maybe they're more cold shoulder, but again, they're still, they have trains, they have dense cities. It's like, I don't need a car to get around and that itself saves a lot of money and mm-hmm. and frees up uh, the individual economically. So do you think, well, that's also another good point I want to talk about is money. Do you think money has a lot to do with how people are mentally? And I, I, obviously, That's probably an obvious answer. It is an obvious answer to me, but um, there is, I don't know if they're I want to know your opinion. There's, I don't know if they're true in, True or not, I don't know where the source comes from, but I remember reading or hearing somewhere is like the happiness to income ratio is usually about it was like 
what five ten years ago when i read it was like around 70 80k mm-hmm. it's probably a little higher now obviously but like there's a point where money can't buy any more happiness once your basic needs are met and then you have and you're comfortable i don't i don't see the reason to have more mm-hmm. in most cases you know those what's funny is those studies are based on um <laughs> are based on well overindulgent spending yeah right if you think about it you could probably live happy i think people are trying to get pursue a lifestyle of clout and whatever they see online and then they uh the lifestyle of consumption overconsumption uh, makes them unhappy because they're in debt and then they have no way forward because they're stuck in the loop of debt. Yeah, I think you can live happy with sixty thousand. Yeah, I think sixty is a good number. I I don't think I've always thought. I think it's a more conservative opinion, but I have always thought that people can definitely spend less than what they're currently spending. Like you see online, and then with the, we're getting political, but that's okay. Uh, it's our podcast; they can get over <laughs> it. They don't have to watch it. I'm just messing uh, with you. But how much do we really need or want? It's like when they're saying like, I've seen critiques on like it's on Reddit or news. It's like, Oh, this is how much everything costs uh, every, every month. And it's like, how's that? Dang, I'm losing it. Can you help me here? Say that one more time. Like you see monthly expenditures, like the nat- the average American, how much like how house, if you have a family, car insurance. Is this overall um, expenditures? Yeah. Or? It's like how much everything should cost every month. And yeah, I, I'm not, I don't have a family. I don't have like my own home yet. But I think there is, I think you would agree is like people spend too much money and then they they're over consuming. Yeah, but they I don't. I think we can work on, basically what I'm saying is I think people can live on a lot less and still be happy. Oh yeah. Minim- See, now there's two sides to that minimalistic idea, right? One of them is you're minimalist because you're lazy and you don't want you're you're happy with having nothing and doing nothing or you're minimalist because you realize that money is not going to bring you happiness and you realize that stuff is not going to bring you happiness so anyway but yes in in the right context being a minimalist is perfect now on the other side of things if you have the money to do something like for instance go on a trip that doesn't mean you don't go on a trip or buy a nice car that you like doesn't mean you don't buy a nice car but don't go out doing it with the intent to be better than somebody else. Yeah. Right. There's a lot of there's there's millionaires out there that they wear polo shirts. They live in the same three bedroom house they raised all their kids in, and but they but they really really like Audis for some reason or Audis rather is it Audi or Audi? It's Audi anyway. Or on the other hand, you have people that are really rich. And they have nice houses and they have nice cars. And, well, it's not on the other hand, but another example is they have nice houses, nice cars, but they're not flaunting it in your face. Like, oh, look at me, I'm rich and you're not. Yeah. Subtle. Yeah. They enjoy the finer things. But if you can live that lifestyle without being vain. That's probably one reason a lot of wealthy people are, because they're just, they have the disposition to be reserved with their financially. Oh, yeah. It's like most of your lottery win- lottery winners. They get all this money. Have you do you hear any anybody any one of those lottery winners actually making good with that money? Other than it's probably there's probably some, but you probably if I was they were smart, say, I wouldn't 
they'd be gone off the map. Yeah, <laughs> so let me say the majority. Now there are some out there that win the lottery and they do good for themselves and their families, but majority. Well, they don't have the, the lifestyle to hold on to that money or the disposition like these wealthier people do because yeah. the wealthy people built it up and they know how to hold on to it. Yeah. So that's an interesting topic. Like anyway, um, that'd be if you ever got the interview for Galen. It'd be good. Topic. I would love to talk to Galen. I'm actually thinking while I'm at the farm uh, building building bricks for wealth. That'd be a cool episode with him. Yeah, we're that, building ooh, we're bu- steps for what. If you're hearing this, Galen, we're gonna you're, we're coming for you. <laughs> <laughs> no, we'll get you soon. Anyway, um, well, I mean, to wrap up this mental therapy. Our mental, not therapy. God, we're 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 definitely not therapists. Um, to wrap up this conversation on therapy, let's summarize in our own words what we think are the causes for it, and what we are going, what we did, or what I know what I'm going to do, and and have done to make sure that our mental psyche does not degrade. Would you say the first step is probably sleep before anything else? Yes. Okay. So, to summarize here, the reasons why I think the world and most people have mental problems is sleep, consumption, lack of community, and lack of interaction, rather, let's say that. Let's say sleep, consumption, lack of interaction, and lack of brain stimulus, positive brain stimulus. There we go. That's my. That's what I think it is. And things that I have done... Granted, I've never been one to be, oh, I'm so depressed, I'm upset, but or I don't let it typically bother me, just how I was raised. But, um, you know, things that I try to do is stay busy, you know, get enough sleep. I'm big on sleep. I like sleeping. I love sleeping. <laughs> but uh, I don't like going to sleep, but I love yeah. sleeping in. I do notice, though, one thing that I will say, I do notice when I haven't had any, like, social interaction with anybody, like, say, for instance, the wife goes out to... Uh, Lindale, which is what she did last weekend, and no one was available. That was upsetting. I was just kind of sitting there reading a book. And I was like, "Man, uh, I don't know what to do with myself." And so it's not like I'm depressed or anything, but it's like you you kind of feel that that draw for interaction with something, somebody, yeah. some to do something, and there's nothing to do. So I ended up going and buying groceries, like a nice little housewife. <laughs> I'm obviously not a housewife. That's the anyway. <laughs> house husband. <laughs> I'm a house husband. I'm a house husband. My mom, <laughs> my wife makes all the money. Maybe one day. That would be nice. Then I can work on this podcast completely. <laughs> you you can't do that for. I probably could, but I don't want to. But anyway, what is something... I could sit here and go on a tangent. I don't want to do that. So what is... what is your what? Do you, how do you summarize mental illness and the causes of it? And what do you think are some of the ways to fix it? I think widespread, I mean, I can't talk because I, you know, I struggle with the same stuff, but I, from what I can tell, from my opinion, I guess, is the widespread mild mental illness, at least, not the extreme cases, uh, at least the one, the, the worsening mental health of in America, at least, it may be due to partly physiological and then distractions and then not meeting the physiological and psychological needs that you like the psychological aspect would be social and then and other parts like that and then physiological physical would be sleep eating diet and exercise 
Okay. That's it? That's it? I will add one thing. I also, some may not be religious, but I think religion is a big part of that as well. I think... You could say meaning. Hmm? Having purpose and a meaning. Yeah, but I'm I'm actually being more specific. I'm talking about religion. Um, you find a lot of people that, well, I guess so. In any religion, whatever religion it may be, Christianity, Buddhism, whatever, you see that those that fall from those religions tend to be more depressed and upset. I don't know if it's... Because it was their mode of being for growing yeah. up. So if they've abandoned that, they, they're they moving off that path. This is, a, this is my own hot take, but I think... No, I'm not going to say that. That's way, way, that's too harsh. And I think it would be taken wrong. We I'm may need it. We'll just save that for another chit-chat episode yeah, so we can prepare that. for it. Well, that'll be our next one. It'll be religion and it's um, persuasion. Because I'm a very religious person. I believe in God. I'm a Christian. You know, so I'm I'm interested to hear what you have to say about that. And this is what chit chat's about. Yeah. We're here to have controversial conversations. I'm a I'm an atheist. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna be dirt no, one day. I'm not. Well, we all well technically we are. But anyway, this one was just more of a banter and a, just us chit chatting back and forth. That is what chit chat is. Uh, we hope you guys enjoyed, and we will definitely have one coming out. I think Monday of this week, right? next week we will not have anything for Thanksgiving though so we wish you all a happy Thanksgiving and we will see you on the next one toodles